1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Well, after going solo last week, it went so well, we thought about doing it again for you this week, Jeff. But, uh... Yeah, no, it it was all right. (laughs) (laughs) You said it was weird sitting over on this side of the board for the show. It was. I'm so used to just being able to come in and sit down and kind of, you know, usually if Honnold's in here, we, you know, we joke around and we pick on you a little bit, you know, and stuff and not having to push any buttons. Last week, I had to make sure everything's organized and ready to go and Mm -hmm. I hit the right start button and all that stuff. Hey, it's not that easy on this side of the board. You have a lot of responsibility. You got to, you got to push the right button at the right time and I barely remembered where the button was for the start of the show this week. So Yeah, you'd been gone for two weeks. I literally yeah. went, where is that button at? Yep. Okay. All right. So we got the we got the show successfully launched here. Uh, let's talk about some news and notes we got going on around the area before we bring on two special guests today. Uh, let's get to some of those. I know leading off one that I saw the other day, uh, Cody Case from former South Central Calhoun standout, former standout at the University of South Dakota, 1,000-yard yeah. receiver there, has entered the transfer portal and wound up at... Illinois. The University of Illinois playing in the Big Ten. Yeah, and congratulations goes out to him. Um, We're hoping to catch up with him. I have reached out to the University of Illinois and and uh, tried to get something set up with Cody, but uh, have not heard back from Illinois. And kind of, kind of have figured out over the years that you know when you step away from our kind of state area uh, yeah. and try to reach out, we tried to reach out to Oklahoma to get some stuff a few years ago. And it, it, it sometimes. Big time places don't always, you know, reach back out to, to us. Yeah, so. they're they're a little busier than, uh, like, say, the University of South Dakota and things like yes. that. But yes. congratulations, his uh, dream. Of course, he was playing Division One football already, but this is uh, FCS. Yeah, level football. Now in the Big Ten, absolutely. And, and Illinois, and an up-and-coming program. I mean, they were, they were making some little bit of noise the last few years. They were. Knocked off some big programs last year, and Brett Bielema has been, I know he struggled maybe a little bit of our, at Arkansas, but, uh, you know, was one of the elite coaches when he was at Wisconsin in the Big Ten, and I think his style fits what the Big Ten does, and I think he's going to uh, build something pretty nice there. And Cody, of course, turned heads when they played at Oklahoma. At, uh, USD played at Oklahoma. Yes. He made some phenomenal catches, and even the coaches were saying, boy, that kid is a fantastic receiver. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Lincoln Riley made the comment somewhat along the lines of, if I've ever seen an NFL slot receiver, Cody Case is the mm-hmm. guy um, and stuff. So, uh you know, that tells you the future that this young guy potentially has. The so. only problem has been injuries throughout his careers. But, uh, again, hopefully that's in the past and he can put it behind him and have a great final year in college football. Absolutely. And I know some people are probably listening and going, well, Jeff, don't you just, can't you just reach out to Cody? You actually know, uh, as a media member, I have Cody's number. I've got, you know, several different yeah. ways I could reach out to him. But, you know, in our business, hey, we you could have call to his do mom it the and professional. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> you could go over everybody's head. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm sure that they would like to have him chat with us. But uh, if the University of Illinois doesn't allow that to happen, we can't do it. So yeah, exactly. We don't want to get anybody in any trouble. Yep. So we got to follow the rules, I guess. Yes. Fine, whatever. <laughs> any other news and notes before we get to our guests? Yeah, real quick here. Um, just we didn't get a chance. I didn't bring it up last week, but I want to congratulate uh, four of our area football players and one of our area coaches. They played up in the Iowa Shrine Bowl uh, a couple of weekends ago. It would have been the Saturday after, uh, Sunday after the uh, state uh, baseball tournament.
tournament ended. Um, on the north team, you'd had Tyler Schmidt from Esac County, and then on the south squad, Gavin Smith of Audubon, uh, Braden Smith, uh, the Peyton Chernan young man that played for Greene County, and then Cal Wandiger, of course, from Kemper, and then one of the coaches, Sean Burks from Audubon, on that uh, south squad as well. And then this past weekend, Easton Hayes uh, from Coon Rapids Baird played on the uh, small schools west team for the Iowa High School Baseball Coaches Association All-Star Series that was played this year up in Mason City. So congrats to all of those yep. athletes and to Sean Burks as well. What a great honor for them. Yes. So that well-deserved on all their parts. All right, let's bring on our first guest here in the morning. And uh, I tell you what, I don't think I'd, uh, I mean, I did sports for about 20 years traveling around and I don't think I ever went to South Central Calhoun and didn't run into this guy. Right. Or didn't he? I didn't have him stop by and say, "Hey, glad to have you here. You know, can I get anything for you or whatever?" Just a super nice guy and the assistant uh, athletic activities director. Plus, I mean, uh, coaching on just about every single sport. Yeah, absolutely. He has been a huge part of Southern Cal and and now South Central Calhoun. And I, I'm not going to try to age you here, Brian, but I'm thinking that was from the 1980s on. So you've been up in the Lake City area for a long time as we bring in. Brian Knapp right now. Brian, appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, John. Uh, let's, tell, let's talk about this. What went into the decision to say now is the time that you want to try to step aside a bit? Oh, there's a lot of things that have probably stepped into it or figured into it. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, with uh, to be honest with you, the current state of, of Student mental health has been a trying thing to deal with over the course of the years. I'm the high school counselor as well, and and not that I couldn't do the job, I just feel like I'll be honest with you, um, the way things are going at this point in time, I don't think I'm the right guy for the job. Um, I think I think there's just some things that need to be done by people that are probably more uh, currently trained in the dealing with this, and I just kind of felt that was probably one of the biggest things I had to deal with. I tell you what, that's that's a very interesting perspective just to, to be able to realize that I'm not the best person for the job. I mean, I, you very rarely hear that among coaches, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know Brian and I have talked a little bit about it, you know, at some cross-country and some track meets. So I, I, I knew the retirement was coming. But, Brian, it still does come, to kind of come as a surprise to, to kind of know all of the different reasons. Well, and, you know, if, if, if I was just – Doing if I was doing if I was doing what I've been doing for 39 years total and and you know if I could stay in just the classroom and teach in the classroom I'd probably teach probably teach till I'm 75 but uh, the the we've had some things happen in the last 10 to 15 years and just some, some to, to kids and 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 many and many times loss of kids and things like that that just kind of wears on the mind of a council over time and finally just kind of said it's time to step away. Well, let's talk about some of the really good stuff. I mean, what as you look back over your career, as I said, 39 years as being an educator, being a counselor, what are the things that you enjoyed the most? Oh, working with the kids is probably the most, by far and away, the most and the, the, the best thing I've had, to de- I've had to deal with over the course of this time. I mean, I've been blessed with great kids, particularly as a coach on the coaching side of things. Um, you know, whether it's all the way back to my first couple of years in Nebraska and, and then at Dow City with great kids at that time, like Jeff Blankman, I got to throw that in there. Um, um, you know, just just dealing with great people over the course of time and getting to know them and then having them as lifelong friends. Uh, that's probably one of the greatest greatest things I can look back on with with a lot of with a lot of uh, positive. 
Brian, uh, John had mentioned when we first went on with you here that you know he couldn't remember ever going to a Southern Cal or South Central Calhoun sporting event. Uh, I will admit it was different for me in a way because you coached me and taught me when I was in, in grade school and junior high and stuff back in Dow City, and then uh, you moved up to uh, the Lake City area. So that first time I came to a Southern Cal event and, and saw you sitting in the gym, it, it was I don't know if it was a deja vu moment, but it, it, it made it really easy for me to transition to here and especially to cover Southern. Cal uh, at that time because I knew I, there was always a friendly face and somebody I respected in the gym or at the field. Well, and right back at you, you know, I can't say it enough, one, about how your radio stations covered Southern Cal and South Central Calhoun and other area schools over the years, but, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that, you know, if, if, if our area has been blessed with one, one very important media person, it's Jeff Blankman. He's done a lot for our kids and a lot for our coaches and a lot for our programs. I would uh, definitely second that one. Amen to that, Brian. Let's talk about all the different sports that you coached. I mean, you, you've done basically every single sport. Is there anything that's, you know, any sport above the other ones, or is it just the fact you got to work with the kids that was the most important? Well, I wouldn't say I've coached every single sport. I haven't been on a football coaching staff, and that's probably a good thing. Um, but, uh, the, the, you know, the sport I've probably enjoyed coaching the most over the course of the years is, is probably cross-country. Um, I deal with some really great kids and great parents and have had, I've been, again, been blessed with some great teams and some great individuals. Since I've been at Southern Cal and, and, and SCC, you know, I came into that position not knowing a thing about cross country, learned as I went, and was fortunate enough to, like I said, to have some great kids run for me. And and they're just they're just super kids as far as their attitude towards sports and and towards what they're doing. And you know, and I, my my first love of all things was basketball. I was I was very heavily involved in basketball in high school and. And then as a young coach, and, and I coached, you know, when I was at Dow City, I was the assistant boys and the assistant girls basketball coach. Jeff might remember that. That was quite a task to fulfill, yes. doing both. But in a small school, it's what you did. And I was very blessed to be around some really good good basketball coaches as their assistant. You know, I spent 11 years as a head coach at Southern Cal, but I really think my years working for people like, you know, Gary Samuelson and Creighton out in Nebraska and uh, Tom McDonald at Dow City and and then Dave Burks here, Mike Reagan up here, uh, Brian Hansen. Just being around some great people uh, as their assistant has been a lot of fun. Now, okay, we, we i got to ask you a question now about the young athletic career of one Jeff Blankman here. Uh, Jeff claims that in high school he could dunk the basketball. And, Jeff, you say you can, right? Yes. Or you did? Yes. Uh, did you ever witness this, Brian? We're, we're trying to find somebody who actually saw this in person. Well, it may have happened in practice, but I'm not sure I ever saw it happen in a game. You know, But, Jeff, I, the one thing I can say about him as a high school athlete, I've had few athletes who – gave their heart and soul as much as he did in the stuff that he did in the couple of years I got to know him there. I, I don't question that. I just questioned a vertical <laughs> leap, Jeff. That's all I can. <laughs> I will say this. Couldn't dunk in games. I don't know if you remember, Coach, but uh, neither Coach Buckta or Coach Hartman allowed us to dunk in games. So uh, I did get one in practice Correct. but didn't get a chance to do one in a game. You're correct. Uh, Coach Hartman did have that rule. I forgot about that. Brian, you mentioned how you grew to love uh, cross-country. I know you were a runner at one point in your life and then some 
injuries with the knees and stuff kind of took you away from being able to run, I think, as much as you'd like. But is that how you got into cross country? How did you get into uh, being a coach in cross country? Huh. Well, when I came to, to back then, Lorville, and then eventually Southern Cal in the late 80s, um, I walked into my job interview, and they said, there's a cross-country coaching position open. Are you interested? And I said, well, don't know a darn thing about it, but okay. And then about a month later, I met uh, Leroy Inc. Wonderly, the longtime cross-country coach at Lake City, and he got me going, and I just never looked back. you know. And, and that's probably how it all got started. Is, is there any commonality between the sports that you, you've coached? I mean, obviously, you pick up a sport you basically know nothing about. You start from ground zero and work your way up. But is, is there a, a line you can draw in between all the sports about being a good coach? Well, the thing I think that happened probably was a good thing. I spent my first two years in Nebraska and my next two years in Dallas City. I got to be an assistant track coach in those four years. And there's a lot of transference from tracks across country and vice versa. And, and, of course, I, I need to mention that I've also been the girls' track coach at Southern Cal and South Central Calhoun for 35 of those years. And, and it, it's, you know, it, it all does kind of blend together. But you, you, you take some things from one sport, you apply them to another, and you just hope you're doing the best you can for the kids. Right, and I've always gotten a sense uh, in being around you and, 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 like you said, played for you years and years ago, but um, the relationships you've built with the kids, kids come back, they talk to you, you still talk with some of your athletes from the 80s and from the 90s and even from, you know, the 2000s. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a nice thing. Um, you know, recently my against against my wishes, believe it or not, my daughter's threw a surprise retirement party in the middle of the summer and and I had no clue that this was coming. They pulled me off of a golf course to come to it. Now that sound <laughs> um, and um, the people that showed up and and I got to visit with that night uh, it was just awesome and a lot of them were kids from like you said from the the late 80s and 90s and early 2000s, and it was just great to see those people and some of their parents, which was awesome as well. Brian, I, I will say I knew about the surprise party. They threw it out, out on Facebook, and, and I got an invite. I was hoping to make it, but I had a baseball team playing that night that I had to cover, so apologize not able to get up there. But, uh, yeah, your daughters and your wife did a great job of kind of hiding that from you, the way it sounds. Yeah, they sure did. I was I was sitting in a golf cart ready to tee off on my fifth round of golf that day that we had played on three different <laughs> courses with my son-in-laws, and they had me totally, totally over the barrel on that one. Fifth round of golf in one day. Well, it was kind of a long day. We played two rounds at Manson, two rounds at Twin Lakes, and we were starting the fifth. The fifth round at Rock or at Lake City, and I had no idea what was going on there, so. Like I said, they literally pulled me off of a golf cart to come into the clubhouse to find out what was going on. Uh, talk about some of the other things you do, too. I mean, not only coaching, but you, you've umpired baseball, softball, things like that. I mean, uh, you you do so much for the sports around the area, not just at South Central Calhoun, uh, but for all the area schools. That's, uh, talk a little bit about your commitment to that. Well, I spent most of my time as an umpire, as a high school softball umpire. I started out the first couple of years doing baseball and softball, but I found I enjoyed softball a lot more. Um, been very fortunate. I got to spend some time working with guys, the local guys like Rich Moore and Larry Lasher. And then eventually I spent about 10 years with Mike Dick, who is eventually the executive director of the Girls Athletic Union. And, and then the last 
couple, I should say, a couple, three years with Wade Lubin, and then the last 15 years or so with my partner and very good friend, Mark Schaefer, um, just really enjoying working together and getting the opportunity to do all different levels, whether it's regular season, regional tournaments. I've gotten to do seven state tournaments, and I'm kind of backing away from the regional and state tournament stuff now, but it's still enjoyable. Brian, uh, have you thought about what it's going to be like that first high school sporting event? You walk in where you don't have to work it. Uh, you know, you do not have to take gate. You don't have to come make sure that our phone line's working or any of those kind of things. Well, I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to be probably taking a couple of gates. Uh, Mr. Case has twisted <laughs> my arm a little bit. He's taken over as the assistant AD, and his job is extra duty stuff like mine was, and and uh, I'm going to do a couple of gates, but it's going to be strange. I mean, the good thing is, is I'm going to get to watch my grandsons. I've got a freshman in high school grandson and an eighth grade grandson who both are going to be playing football this fall. And In fact, they've already started camps this week, and I'm just kind of excited to be able to go and just be a spectator and enjoy that. Uh, how long? How much? How many golf rounds are you going to get in now that you don't have all these other commitments in there, Brian? <laughs> If you knew me, I'm kind of a golf nerd in the fact that I, I golf in the morning when it's about 70 degrees and about 6, 6.30 in the morning, and I kind of just go play by myself. I get to play whenever I want to doing that. and Because of my softball obligations, I don't do any of the leagues and stuff, but I'll get to play a little bit. Uh, is there anything you can do about Jeff Blankman's golf swing? <laughs> is, there, is there anything that can be helped with that? No. Well, of all the things I've probably seen in my life, I never have seen Jeff swing a golf ball, oh. so I guess I'd have to see it and evaluate it first. Think, think Charles Barkley, but worse. I'll just tell you this, Brian. You probably remember the old course over there at Dunlap. Of course, it's still there. Oh, yeah. When I, when I was in high school, they asked me to ask me my senior year to come over and golf with the golf team one day because they needed an extra. I was teeing off on the hole that's to the east of the, the clubhouse. I broke a windshield across the street because I sliced it that bad. <laughs> well, at least they weren't moving and the driver wasn't in the, in the driver's seat. <laughs> Positive way to look at it, but my game hasn't gotten any better in 40 years. Yeah, I tell you what, it's going to be a quite a quite a change, of course. Uh, what's the future plan? You said watching your grandsons, things like that, but anything else that uh, you're going to be concentrating on from here on out? Well, i got to mention my younger granddaughters. i got a whole generation of three granddaughters that are a little bit younger than that that are coming up doing things like T-ball and stuff. Um, spending more time, you know, and the one thing I, one thing I definitely have to mention um, I've been really fortunate to have a very supportive coach's wife. Oh yeah, absolutely. That takes. I mean, that 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 partnership's the most important one there. Having an understanding wife that, of course, while you're off doing a lot of these things, that she's got a lot of responsibilities to take care of too. Uh, one more question here before we really, uh, let you go here, Brian. Uh, how full is your closet of South Central Calhoun clothes? I mean, after 39 <laughs> years, man, it's got to be like a truck garage, a garage full of stuff, I right? Have to credit. I kind of have to credit Don way back to Don Bulwer being our AD. He kind of got the T-shirt thing going in the Southern Cal district and. Well, then, of course, they just exploded with the graphic edge being in the area and other shirt producers. But, yeah, I've got plenty of shirts. Um, if you ever need one, if you ever want to stop by, if you ever need shirts donated, just give me a holler. I think you could probably start your own South Central Calhoun Museum, couldn't you? I think probably so. <laughs> Brian, thanks so much for uh, for joining us here this morning. We really appreciate it. 39 years, man. I can't say that uh, we, we we didn't appreciate you so much yep. uh, helping us out and doing all that stuff. Thanks for everything, Brian. Appreciate it all. Thanks for all you guys do for us and our high school kids.
All right. Thank you so much. Brian Knapp, once again, joining us here this morning on KCIM Sports Rewind. And, Jeff, uh, just like I said, I, you just can't imagine a South Central Calhoun event and Brian Knapp not being there. No, and one of the really, truly good guys. Uh, he's a caring guy. He is just such a nice guy. He bends over backwards to help anybody that needs it. Um, just one of the really good guys in the business. Absolutely. So we're going to jump aside. We have one more uh, guest to get on here. We're going to be talking about uh, the benefit softball games coming up in Templeton. That's on yes. the way here next on KCIM Sports Rewind. As athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. Child support is so much more than money. A child needs love, care, and financial support of both parents, even when the parents live in different households. Iowa's Child Support Program offers services to ensure you can meet the financial and health needs of your children. Visit our website at www.childsupport.ia.gov for more details. Your child deserves your support so they can be happy, healthy, and successful. It is KCIM Sports Rewind being brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services, of course. They've got an eight-week workout program that is just outstanding. If you are serious about wanting to get into better shape for the sports season that you've got coming up, talk to the great folks at St. Anthony. 794-5241 so you can be your best preseason, in-season, or even off-season. Sometime we'll have to do a challenge, uh, you, me, and Honold, and see you know, how the three of us survive it. Oh, that would... <laughs> I, I can't imagine anybody would want to even witness that. No, but, uh, probably not. <laughs> they would they would torture us to no end, I'm yes, sure. Yes. Uh, our next guest, of course, is coming in from the Des Moines Bombers softball team. It's a fast-pitch softball team. They're going to be playing an exhibition in Templeton. I believe it's this Sunday. Is that yes, correct? Yes, uh, the 7th or whatever. Yes, so this Sunday. So you got contacted by uh, Nick uh, Romy, Nick Romy yep. and he talked all about this. Uh, so maybe you can kind of give us the, the lowdown on it. Yeah, the most I know, to be honest with you, is, is that uh, they're going to be uh, doing a benefit down there to raise some money. Um, they've got some slow, fast pitch softball teams coming in, and we're going to talk with uh, uh, one of the player coaches in uh, Todd Varvis. He's uh, going to be joining us now. Todd, I appreciate you joining us here today, and thanks for coming on to talk about this event down in Templeton. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, give us a little idea what the, the Des Moines Bombers are all about and what people are going to see coming up on Sunday when they come out for this event. Well, we're a men's fast pitch softball team. Um, the original, the original team uh, dates back clear back to 1974. So, this is actually the 48th year that uh, we've had some type of Des Moines Bombers um, team around. Um, and we used to come out to play in the uh, Templeton Fourth of July celebration. Uh, I think the last time we were in Templeton was 2006. So. Um, Nick gave me a call while Nofi was still rolling, and uh, we're into our, you know, our second and third generation of players now. Um, but we're going to be coming out, play another team uh, called uh, the Eisen the Eisenlauer Fast Pitch Club, and we're hoping to put on a pretty good fast pitch softball show for the people of Templeton. Todd, how did you get involved in, in fast pitch softball and with Des Moines? And you kind of explained the connection already with Templeton a little bit. 
Yeah, I got started back when I was in high school. Um, I'm from Melcher, Dallas, Iowa, and a small town like that had two teams. Um, back then, you know, we're talking the early 80s, um, every little town throughout Iowa seemed like had at least one fast pitch softball team. It was just kind of something that we did after baseball got over. Um, in, in the summertime, then when we would come back from college, we would play. And then um, I just, you know, caught the bug. And just throughout my life, I've been, you know, participating in it, playing on, on multiple teams, traveling the country, taking the team um, to several places. And we, we're just trying to hang on. It's kind of, you know, the numbers aren't where it used to be because of slow pitch. But um, it's slowly actually making a little bit of a comeback. I think I see more teams. Um, and so it's still there. And whenever we get a chance to, you know, come put a show on for, for people, we absolutely try to do everything we can to put it together in a, you know, top-notch way and, you know, and uh, give the people something something to look at. Now, we are all familiar with the high school game, of course, the girls, fast pitch and all of that. Uh, tell us what it's like to stand in against a, a guy who's been pitching for a long time out there in the circle. That's got to be almost a little scary, isn't it? Yeah, they're you know, the top guys in the world, and there are some of them actually around Iowa. Um, they can they can get it up there pretty good. You know, back in the day, even in high school, if if, if a girl was throwing sixty, that was thought to be pretty good. Well, you you look at games on TV now; the college women are throwing upper sixties and lower seventies. Um, you put a six foot five guy looking down at you from 46 feet, and they're bringing it at 80-plus miles an hour. That's equivalent to over 100 miles an hour fastball at the major league level. Um, it's quite challenging. But, um, uh, you know, it, it is also quite thrilling, too. So um, it's, a, it's, it's a tough thing to do, but um, the challenge of it keeps bringing us back, I believe. Todd, is there much offense in your games, or is it a lot of low-scoring games with pitchers dominating then? Well, it depends on, you know, what level you're playing at. You know, most times, like league level, you're going to see a lot of younger guys trying to pitch, so they're not going to be as fast or, you know, trying to be more accurate. Um, you, can see some, you can see some higher scoring games, but, you know, top levels um, at the ISF and the ISC level, you're going to still get your one-to-nothing, two-to-ones. Um, still, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of small balls played. Um, and you try to execute and manufacture runs that way when you're facing those top-notch guys. I get the sense uh, with your conversation with Nick that uh, you had played in Templeton uh, back in 06 the last time you guys were there or the Des Moines team was there. What's it like to be able to return and, and take part in this fundraiser? Well, I'll tell you, I had, uh, you know, when, when Nick called me, I, I paused for a second and thought about, how we were all going to feel that next Monday having to go to work. Um, but, you know, as soon as I got hold of the guys and said, hey, we got a chance to go back out to Templeton, you, you, you guys in, um, I didn't have anybody tell me no. So, um, you know, we've been out there several times, you know, you know, back in the early 2000s, um, just a you know, great event. Um, I know that, you know, Nick's always going to treat us well. The city's always going to treat us well. And we're going to bring a roster of 16 guys um, with some pretty good ball players um, to to come out and you know you know like I said put on a show for the for, for the t- people of Templeton and we just know that Templeton Iowa as far as the Des Moines Bombers go it's going to be a it's going to be a class event and always something fun for us and our families. 
I tell you what, you mentioned like some guys are in their second generation of playing for the Bombers. What's the age range on the team right now that you're going to be bringing to Templeton? Well, I believe our, our, our roster of 16 coming out right now, we probably have, I know we have one, one gentleman who is on our original team um, as far as me playing. Uh, he's 60 now. Um, but we've also got, you know, so age range from 60 to about 20. We've got some college, softball, uh, college baseball players um, that are with us. Uh, we've got a, a couple guys that um, went through high school and went on through college and played, and um, our second generation with, with me and another guy, um, both our sons played in college. We're, uh, we, we've got a little bit of a flavor from the Martinsdale-St. Mary's area. Um, if anybody knows the baseball tradition with that and with that school, uh, we've got five of those five of those guys on on the team. So, um, all state baseball players, college baseball players. Um, so, I'm thinking looking at the roster range, anywhere from 60 to to 20 is a pretty good bet. So, grandpas, dads, and young fathers. All so, will be participating for us. 60 to 20. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Todd, uh, you, you mentioned some college baseball players playing. How do they adjust their swing or anything? Is is it different swinging? I would imagine different swinging on a fast pitch softball than it is a baseball, and how that impacts their college baseball career. Yeah, the, the thing about the, the the young men on our team, they didn't play a lot of fast pitch during college, so they've been able to adjust. You know, like just little sessions of batting practice, working working on getting on top of the ball. You know, we've went through an era here lately where, you know, a lot of baseball guys are, are taught launch angle and, and things like that. You really you really can't do that with men's fast pitch softball because the balls are, you know, usually going up instead of coming down like baseball. Um, so you really got to work on top of the ball. And um, it's simple little things, keep your hands up and in and working on the top of the ball. Um over time, they can make that adjustment, and they're really good athletes. Have no problem with it, and I think that's kind of where we're at with our with our young guys um, that did play some soft, uh, did play some baseball. They've uh, they've come along just well. Well, it's all coming up on Sunday here in Templeton. I know they've got the dinner starting at four o'clock, and then the game starting a little bit later after that. And you guys are going to highlight the night, uh, the Des Moines Bombers coming up, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Todd, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. We appreciate it, and look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Appreciate it. All right. Todd Varvis once again with the Des Moines Bombers. Should be an interesting one. I mean, he's talking about uh, guys throwing 80 miles an hour. Yeah, that's and you're just... 45 feet away by the time you launch that ball. Yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> if I want to stand in there. I, you know, that's uh, the, the high school girls, man, they're they're fast enough. There's, they some, are. there's some few really yes. good pitchers out there. Uh, I would hate to think somebody has a little control problem. Yeah. <laughs> You don't dig into that, do you? No. I, I know I wouldn't be digging in. Uh-uh. So it's going to be interesting. That's coming up on Sunday in Templeton. All a fundraiser, by the way, uh, for their concession stand there yep. at that at that facility down there. So join them. Once again, that is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. You can catch podcasts available on the website and the mobile app coming up here in just a couple more minutes.